podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. On episode number 84 um, of, of, of 84, I guess, because, you know, you're only as good as your last podcast, people say, but obviously you're also only as long as your last podcast, I guess. But hey, major shout out to all my listeners across the world. I want to say across the world, I mean that. You know, weird stats in the last seven weeks of where the podcast has been listened to. We have people in Australia. Australia. Good eye. We've got people in Ireland. Uh, hello-ish. We have people in the United States, Mexico, France. We have people in the Russia, Mother Russia, listening to the podcast for people. Weird. We have South Africa, Thailand, Egypt, Singapore, Spain, Dominican Republic, Zambia, Ukraine, India, Colombia, Algeria, Republic of Korea, Greece, the Emirates, New Zealand, Pakistan, Czech Republic, Canada, Albania, Denmark, Kuwait, Indonesia, Argentina, Mozambique, Brazil, Grenada, Oman. Oman is, yeah, Oman, Honduras, Qatar, Nepal, Turkey, Syria, Syria, you know, I'm just, I'm just settling tensions in the Middle East right now with this weird podcast, last of all, Chile, Saudi Arabia, and Paraguay, major shout out, welcome to all my listeners across the world, in many respects, I'm like my, my hero himself, Mr. Worldwide Pitbull, Dali. You know, I'm just bringing people together. Also really weird that people in those those particular countries are listening to me. Is it some sort of, like, fan worldwide spread appeal that I have? Should I be touring all these countries? Or are there, like, just government agents in those countries trying to see what the fuck I'm doing? It could be either. But anyway, welcome. How goes it? Um, it's another episode of the Weird Podcast. And it's going to be a weird one this week because, obviously, that's the... The title of the podcast, but also I feel like I haven't done a lot this week, really. You know, I feel like in comparison to last week, I didn't shut up for what seemed like a century this week. Um, maybe I have done a lot. Maybe my brain's just, you know, got full some sort of dementia or whatever. But I just feel like I haven't done a lot, you know. Um, I planned, obviously, once again, change the story, Dave, to record the podcast on Friday. But as, as, as now I'm recording it, it's Sunday. It's Father's Day. Um, I was just too sleepy on Friday to record. I didn't want to come up and be like, hey guys, I'm feeling very sleepy. I don't know. Boring. You know what I mean? I wanted to try and come back, regroup and hit you. But now I've got a cold. But again, it's down to Sunday. i got to get this done. Albeit it's nice and early. It's about 7 o'clock. It's Father's Day. You know, I'm feeling... I'm feeling good. I'm feeling chilled out. I'm feeling mellow. You know, I'm feeling like possibly I've been spiked by one of those government agents that are listening to my podcast all across the world. You know, so on that front, while I still have you listening all across the world, I'm going to just start the podcast with a few plugs. You know, lots of things to talk about this week, but I feel like I want to get the, the effectively the, the self promotion out of the way good and early. So, first and foremost, I just want to say my show Dad is on on the 28th of July in the Black Box Belfast. Found out this week that the, the tickets are technically online, but the uh, festival that it's part of hasn't even been launched yet. So I've just been, my tickets have been flying out like as if it's the French village. You know, it's a hot bakery. Those hot cakes are going out the window. It's like my listeners, obviously, from, from Gay Paris are turning up at the French village in Botanic, being like, excusez-moi, monsieur, uh, je voudrais un uh, ticket pour le... 
Eliot da uh, Fazer, I don't know, I can't remember father, mein Mutter, that's German. Shit, I'm multilingual, that's why I have all these fans across the world. Long story short, Black Box Belfast, 20th of July, tickets from the Black Box website, or hey, if you go over to my Instagram, if you see me on the gram, Dave Elliott Comedy, and the link's in my bio, you know, it probably should be in my Twitter, but it's not, probably should be on my Facebook page, but it isn't, you know, so... Facts are facts, it is what it is. Get on the Instagram or the Black Box website and get tickets booked because although the uh, the festival's not officially launched, a load of my tickets are gone and it's not a big room. So if you just want to come and see my show, which is going to be real great, you know, it's going to be a good time. Get your tickets now. Um, but yeah, please know how that's going so far. Um, next of all, I am talking about Pug Ugly's Comedy Club, the sponsor of the Weird Podcast, the people that help this get together. You know, it's my favourite club in Belfast, obviously, because I am the one responsible for running it, but it's also a brilliant, brilliant club in its own right. Um, the last, I think we're saying six weeks, have been sold out. This is the last week until uh, we've, we've somewhat of a summer break. Um, the bar have kind of said, look, we, we sort of find the summer months are more difficult in terms of like events so you just want to just basically they're like hey Dave look at we just want to flat out sell pints you know we don't want to be distracted by you know top class comedy we just want to just shift pints you know and as a man who enjoyed in his day shifting pints I said hey guys I respect that you know so we're going to one monthly Pug Ugly's comedy clubs for the month of July August and September and in October we're back weekly again so this week um, is on Thursday the 20th of June is the last Pug Ugly's before the summer break and I have a big fat bumper lineup um, it's kind of like it's the sort of lineup that it could be a stand up comedy show or it could be some sort of like you know magic mike style stripathon sex party on stage fest you know i'd say magic mike it's probably more more special steve to be fair but it's myself shane todd the man boy cheeky the money toad and um, that's all the same person by the way for you that don't know this strange banter and um, the butt lord aaron butler William Thompson, or as he's now like strangely trying to get himself uh, called on stage, Billy Thompson. Again, I said, Hey, William, I think you should just stick to William. Billy Thompson sounds very much like he may indeed be in a loyalist paramilitary group, but I mean, if that's what you want to do, you know, if that's the kind of stand up you want to do, if they're the sort of clubs you want to get booked in, who am I to stop you? You're a young man, you're a talented, funny comedian. If you want to go down that route, you feel there's a gap in the market, you're an entrepreneur, or as what I thought it was when I was younger, an ultrapreneur, which is a guy with a micro penis, but never worry about that. You go for it, William. And then lastly, but not leastly, is Luke McGibbon, who, um, let me just open my bad books here. Um, oh yeah, there's Luke's name right in the middle of my bad books because he was supposed to be on a Pug Uglies this week, but he didn't turn up. He got his dates wrong and um, I'm going to flog him on stage and then I might let him do a set as well. So please turn up that. It'd be good to get it um, pumping and go out with a bang, you know? Just hit it, get out, get away into the summer on a, on a high note. Also... I'm going to a wedding that day, so I'm just going to be turning up. I'm going to be dapper. I'm going to be in a suit. You know, I'm going to be looking probably like I never will ever, ever again on stage look. But hey, get there, check that out. It'll be a sight. And lastly, a couple of weeks down the line on the 29th of June, Saturday, 29th of June, I'm opening for the mighty Kevin McAleer at the Crescent Arts Centre. So that's going to be uh, a very tasty 
event as well. Speaking of people I'm, I'm opening for, I'm actually opening for Rory Woods, who's doing his show uh, Panic Room at the Alley Theatre in Straban. And I believe, I want to say it's the 19th of July. I could be wrong. Let me just double check and see um, when that is, because it would be a real mug off if I just turned out to not have the, uh, yeah, the 19th of July. There we go. What a memory. Um, up in Straban, it's pretty exciting because um, obviously, as you know, good friends with Rui. Um, I think he's a brilliant stand-up. I haven't seen his Panic Room show yet. I'm very excited about actually watching that. I'm turning up as a performer and as a fan. But his last show, Woody Licious, that I saw was brilliant. And uh, and I'm really excited about this one. I said brilliant, really weird. Like I said, brilliant there. But um, it, it was brilliant. So I'm excited about that. And I'm also um, stepping foot in enemy territory for the first time. I don't know if, if, if enemy is the right term, but I mean, I've never been to Straban before, so I assume anybody new in there is an enemy. You know, I've heard it's a hostile environment. You know, I've heard that, hey, you batten down those hatches, you put your helmet on, you wear condoms, and you turn up at Straban, you never know what to expect. You know, but hey, I'm coming, like the band Creed, with arms wide open, under the sunlight. Welcome to this place, I'll show you everything, where the homes wide open. I'll probably get a brick to the face from the people of Straban, if that's how I, I, I enter it, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it, don't care, mate. So, that's the 19th of July. Other than that, you know, just as I said, every week, it's getting boring now. Rate and review the podcast, please, on Apple iPods or Apple fucking... What an old guy. And just please, uh, if you don't mind, uh, review my podcast on uh, Apple iPods, please, um, on Apple Podcasts. Again, it used to be iTunes, now it's Apple Podcasts. Do that. And uh, subscribe on SoundCloud because, you know, it helps the podcast. I'm really trying to... You know, look at ways of um, improving it every week. You know, obviously, content-wise, um, you, you just you can't get much better, really. You know, it's it's you know week in week out, just find out about my mundane life. And I mean, a lot of people across the world. I could list all the places again: Nepal, Kuwait, Australia, France, Azerbaijan. That's probably actually not on the list, but you know, you get the drift. It's it's people are liking it, but I just feel like you know. I maybe need to like up the up the output a wee bit, you know. I feel like I want to up the the quality, so I'm um, I'm flirting with this uh, dude called Patreon right now. You know, I haven't got it set up yet, but I'm thinking, hey, if I set up a Patreon, that might be a bit of a way to get some more, you know, money into the podcast. Yeah, probably. You know, I'm going to put it into the podcast, and by podcast, I mean my own pocket, and start buying glitter jackets and and Healy shoes. You know, like proper glittery Healy shoes that I can just glide along the street. People would be like, how's that guy moving? Is that David Copperfield? Is he a magician? They'll be like, no, it's not David Copperfield. It's David Elliott, you know. But in all seriousness, I'd like to like um, probably up the output of the podcast, maybe get a wee, a wee camera and get a video podcast on the go, possibly box in the sound system a bit, make the sound a little bit clearer, you know, so, so it's a bit better. But again, you know, please uh, let me know if that'll be something you know, you should be interested in doing. I'll, I'll pop that on again. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of an awkward one. You always feel a wee bit like, you know, embarrassed or something. Going, hey, I've got a wee Patreon. If you want to just throw some money my way, but I mean, you know, I'm a couple of quid or whatever. Do would do good. You know, can get myself some new sound equipment. Um, I think as well. 
you want to have something a bit different on there, I'd probably do an extra podcast a week for the, for the Patreon people and then probably um, get some weird merchandise that would just be available for you guys um, if that was something you were interested in. If it is, let me know. I'll, uh, you know, let me know. I'll uh, do more little John impressions for you, but also I'll uh, judge by the feedback of people say and whether I'll do it or not. But that's something I'm looking at, at doing. Same with the Boytown podcast, actually, to... Uh, try and get ourselves a couple of new mics and uh, new seats because we're going to start facing the camera so people can really see what we're all about you know <coughs> albeit now if i had uh, my podcast being filmed right now you'd see me wearing a really uh, weird style i've got i've got black sliders on with white socks which is I suppose like the holiday version of the michael jackson's shimon look as i call it you know i like to say that if a guy's out in his shimons he's got the black shoes on he's got the white socks and just, ah, shimon you know that's the look i'm going for i've got a pair of um of cotton hugo boss shorts on you know um are they really hugo boss i don't know I, I have a feeling like by the quality of them they're probably not but they cost me like 60 euros um, and Michael Luff from like a dude who also sold like a load of like buckets and spades and you know like like sketches of like Cristiano Ronaldo he sold also the odd penis fridge magnet so I mean I don't know if it's the most reputable place that would sell Hugo Boss but I mean they are comfy short whether they're 60 euros worth of comfort I don't know but they are anyway and I splashed out I treated myself and now I'm just wearing them as my comfies you know and it's a uh, pretty good look I think, albeit what I've got in my top half, just a chokey connected to a dog lead, connected to <laughs> an electrical mains box, because I just love that S&M style electrocution of my neck, and yeah, you get the drift. Anyway, it's Father's Day, I'm coming at you um, with... To be fair, another hangover. Like, I mean, you guys know I'm not a big drinker. You know I'm not... A big drinker, but this Father's Day I have suffered unduly with a hangover. Again, the, the big man in the, in the heavens is punishing me for some reason, unbeknownst to me. Like, what, what is, 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 like, you know, I sometimes know, you know, there are people out there who have beef with God. I'm not one of those people. I let him do his own thing. You know, if people want to believe in him, he wants to just be up there doing whatever that magic stuff God does, you know, far ahead, but, you know, you don't have to mug me off, you know. Last night I had uh, Catherine's um, brother and his. Girlfriend over for for dinner, not like in a Hannibal Lecter sense, you know. I didn't eat them out, or just generally, cause that would be real weird. But um, had them for a meal, you know. I wasn't like with a nice little Chianti and some dinner. Hello, Clarice. You know, I didn't do it on that shit, but um, I just feel rough today. You know, it was a full like again, sounds sexual. It was a full adult dinner. You know, just everything shaped like penises and vagines. You know, that's all it was. But um, no, it was just I had to prepare food for them, you know. Um, I'll tell you what, it seems like a good idea at the time, um, cooking food for people rather than going out. But it turns out to, to add up to be fairly expensive in the end. You know, you think, oh, flip, they're coming around for dinner, it'll be grand. But, I mean, you're not just dishing them up beans on toast with a wee side glass of um, black hair in my wadi. You know, you're actually going out, you're getting wine in, you're getting ingredients to make a nice feed. Now, I was sort of thinking in my head, like, I don't want to do something too intricate. I just want to maybe get like a nice, some go and get a nice couple of steaks, get those babies up, some asparagus, maybe do some like canary and potatoes. I like that shit. But in the end, turns out Catherine's brother's girlfriend was like, nah, I don't like red meat. 
Now, I said that's fair enough. You don't eat red meat. I can respect that. But Catherine is a pescatarian. You know, she only eats fish and white fish. She's only one like, I don't like fishy fish, you know, but I mean, that's weird. But she's like, no, I only eat white fish, which I said, fair enough. You do that. But... You know, I'm not going to be doing you something vegetarian. I'm not going to be making me and your bro some steaks, and I'm not going to make something else. So I just went, you know what? I'm going to make three meat eaters, so like a chicken dish. So I got myself some nice chicken breasts, butterflied them, seasoned them, popped in some a couple of different cheeses in the middle, put it over, and then got some nice Parma ham style bacon. You know, it's I mean, say Parma ham. It's not just regular bacon. I went up a notch. I went up a wee bit of a like leaner bacon, a bit more expensive. Wrap that round, pop that in the oven. Potatoes. I thought, you know what? What go nice with this? Some asparagus would be potatoes and dauphinois. For again, my French listeners are listening to this, going, "Oh, très bon." You know, it it was good gear. That's just basically like creamy, cheesy potatoes, which are delicious. So I did that, which is fair enough, but a lot of a lot of planning goes into it. Now you're probably thinking, hey, your wife's going to hook you up with some help. Not the case. You know, she decided, look, fair enough, she's going out during the day with her friends from work and we're just, they're just going to drink gin all day, which is grand. You know, my sister was home from London where she lives, said, look, I'll take the baby, look after her for a couple of hours. But then it was only a couple of hours, so by the time she came back, I'm still prepping, prepping the meat, prepping the, the potatoes, prepping everything in the fridge. Then for Catherine, obviously being a vegetarian, made her a nice a stuffed pepper. You know, but then I didn't want to just make a normal stuffed pepper. I know her mum makes a real killer stuffed pepper, so I'm like, oh shit, I need to look up an ingredient. And then I looked up the ingredients for it, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wing this. I am a chef magnifique. I'm just going to take care of this myself. And I did, but again, time consuming. So then by that point, next thing I know, Catherine's back from the gin tasting, blitz out. Her brother, his partner here, I just am up in the shower straight out, straight dressed. And I thought, right. Have we cider and mood for a drink? They both were drinking. I thought one of them would have driven. Nah, both drinking. Went in, ended up having, you know, braced ourselves here. Three bottles of cider and a glass of wine. And now, a day later, I feel shit. Once again, I checked my notes from last week's podcast. A couple of things. Saw I talked about having three ciders and one wine. Maybe I should just drink more than that. You know what I mean? I should just maybe just get completely blitzed and then it'd be fine. But for some reason, I woke up on Father's Day with the worst hangover. In my head, I thought, right, I've been a good guy today. I've done a lot of food prep. I've done a lot of like looking after the house, cleaning the house, doing chores, getting ready for people coming. I'll get a major sleep in. Didn't happen. You know, Holly is Holly is like Mother Nature. There, she's unrelenting. There's no respect. She just comes in like a whirlwind, blazes around everything and just does whatever she wants so needless to say i was up from seven this morning again it's exciting for father's day and stuff but at the same time for sure i'd rather be sleeping show some respect you know when she's a bit older in her teens i'm going to be for sure going into her room and just waking her at all hours and be like vengeance is a fucker my child you know i'm gonna be that dad the dad's just mugging off his kids flat out and that's what father's day is all about you know it's a day where i can just become a lazy entitled pig who's just lifted and laid you know and what makes that different from most days i hear you ask well on father's day i get presents all right and what was my my present from my daughter today it was a baseball hat you know baseball that was the nerdiest thing i've ever said but 
got like a I don't know if you guys know this I'm a bit of a uh, aficionado of baseball caps I enjoy them I like again the the proper like you know ones the baseball players wear so when I put it on like I'm walking around and feeling like a baseball player like a baller you know what I'm saying and um, whenever I went on holidays a couple of weeks back I had nice again like I sort of collect them a bit if I go anywhere that have a baseball team I'll buy a hat from the area because I'm a full nerd guy right but when I was in New York last time, I bought a nice all-black New York Yankees baseball hat. And then when I went on holidays a couple of weeks ago, left it on the plane. Stupid. So for uh, Father's Day, I don't know how she did it because she's only 18 months old. But my daughter Holly somehow got online, ordered me a new New York Yankees hat. Bit different than the one I left on the plane. A nice grey, very sexy, sleek looking. Bit bigger than the ones that I normally wear, um, which is kind of weird because it must have meant that she's looking at me going, uh, your bonds is definitely, yeah, you're definitely a fatter head than you're letting on. You know, like the hats you wear restricting the blood flow to your brain, hence why you're so dense and you leave your hats on planes and also dress like you dress. But I mean, you know, fair play to you, Dad. There's a bigger hat for you sticking on. Yeah, you'd look a bit like Elmer Fudd, but so be it. You know, happy Father's Day. And then as well as that, she got me like these nice wee like jelly sweets, but they were beer flavoured. I mean, how sweet's that? Do you know what I mean? And I enjoyed it and I ate some of them and it actually helped with my hangover. Maybe it's like the old, uh, you know, back on, um, back on the old drink. You know, but uh, I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit, uh, a little bit sicky bad too. You know, so I'm hoping it's just the drink mixed with a wee bit of the cold. You know, I think I've got that that baby cold. You know, when the babies go to the nursery, they come back with this stinking cold, which you know, j- just again, like I probably shouldn't be in babies' faces as much as I am. But I feel like I need to teach them lessons early doors. You know, you can threaten them. So only only thing those guys listen to. But you know, I'm feeling a little bit rough. You know. And my father's day, it was nice, you know. I got up, once I shook the cobwebs off, I went for a nice breakfast. And I mean, I, I am a breakfast guy. Like, see, if you were to say to me, like, what's your favourite meal of the day? Like, if you were to do it right, I would say breakfast. <laughs> you know, I just, I love a good breakfast. And whenever I moved to Bangor, I said, look, my mission's going to be every Sunday. We're going to go out. We're going to try every breakfast establishment in this area. And we're going to pick the best one like if someone wanted to find out like some sort of compilation of the best breakfast and banger i'm the guy to come to you want to know some ins and outs you want to know about the thickness of their sausage you want to know you know is it smoked or is it unsmoked bacon you want to know how how like thick they get their their uh, poached eggs holler at your boy you know you want to know the quality of a mocha shout me a holler done you know what i'm saying that's what i'm all about and today I went out for a nice breakfast. Went head up the head up. What am I? Why am I? I don't know. Again, I, I think I've I've actually had a bleed in my brain and I'm losing the ability to speak. Let me just have a drink. Again, this is Lucasia. That's how you know how hungover I'm. Oh, I swallowed a piece of ice. Um, I went to the the Esplanade and I had just a full works fry and a nice cup of tea, nice pot of tea. It was great. Really enjoyed that. Then after that, we went to uh, Mount Stewart in the National Trust. You know, long-time listeners will know I'm a National Trust guy. I love the National Trust. I love, uh, you know, just generally being out in, in the good weather. I didn't enjoy today. Really hungover. Just kind of was like, I don't really want to walk anywhere today. I just want to lie in a puddle in the ground and cry. But we went out for that. There were some Father's Day activities on. You know, obviously, what you're going to want as a father is... You know, to see just like a lot of 
oil wrestling, like topless women wrestling in oil. You know, that's what you want to see as a dad. Unfortunately, they didn't have that amount of shirt. They had a guy on stilts and had some archery, and they also had uh, kite building for the children. But, I mean, other than that, they didn't have what, you know, uh, uh, dads would want. But it was nice. You know, it was nice to be out there. Did a bit of a walk. There were some nice food stalls. Obviously, I couldn't avail of those because... Um, I just had a breakfast that would have been uh, complete gluttony, which is one of the seven deadly sins. And, you know, I live my life avoiding the seven deadly sins at all costs because already God has an issue with me because he keeps giving me hangovers. F-Y-G. I'm not going to explain what that means, but you can work it out because of a cell. Definitely get smited by him in some respect. But I did that and it was nice. You know, and then after that I was fairly fairly banjoed, you know. I did a bit of a downer, went, got some ice cream, headed to my parents' house and had a nice... A nice Sunday dinner, and uh, then proceeded to do the most old man thing of all, just sleep in the sofa like a like an old pensioner that's had one too many cognacs on uh, Christmas Day. You know, both of us, myself, Catherine, just sleeping while Holly just ran around wrecking things. But it was nice, and then now I'm home, and I'm like, oh, bollocks, I need to record this weird podcast, and I also have a ton of other pieces of work I need to do. When I'm done, so I need to like get this Lucasier into me, get this podcast in the can, as they say, in the industry, and then just go and get a major chill on with some work, you know, some actual day job work, some uh, night job work, I guess that's, you know, some night job work, some blow job work, you know, just the work that I absolutely uh, love. But yeah, I've got some writing to do, got some stand up to sort. some wee bits and bobs to, to book over and some podcast admin to do. You know what I'll do during, as as some people who've listened to the last couple of podcasts know, during the hour of, of Love Island. So rather than watching Love Island this year, I'm going to be doing work. So I'm going to see if that makes me any more productive. And if it does, I'll maybe keep it on. And if it doesn't, I'll just start watching Love Island again next year. You know? Um, but that is what it is. I just feel terrible. Give me one sec here. I'm going to mute the mic and then we'll blow my name. Nice that wasn't it, um, but yeah, I feel terrible again. I feel terrible. Probably not as terrible as uh, a woman who I was reading the weird story about this week, which I thought I'd share with you. I know normally Chris Bars, the guy that delivers weird stories, and um, this week I found a story that I just thought this woman is either a hero or an absolute mental person or both. You know, you can get. You can be heroic and a little bit zany as well. You know, I know nowadays in 2019 it's probably inappropriate to refer to people with mental issues as a little bit zany. But hey, I'm going for it. A woman chugged an entire bottle of cognac rather than give it to airport security. You know, pennies are tight someday. So if you're saving up for that, you, you don't want to just hand it over. You know, and, and again, we always say in this podcast there are two weird nations that, do, that sort of lead the tables in terms of weird behaviour. That's the nations of the United States of America and China. And on this occasion, it's China. This Chinese woman has stopped in Beijing for having a bottle of cognac in her carry-on. What else could she do but pound the entire bottle on the spot? But then, of course, believe it or not, she wasn't feeling too good. As any veteran vagabond will tell you, slip, sipping the dubious spoils of your voyage 
um, past the, the scrupulous gaze of the man at the airports, quite arguably the most crucial skill required for those hoping to make the most of their wanderlust. That, or figuring out how to stop the dude at your hostel, the one who exclusively wears uh, culottes from whispering sweet nothings in your ears as you sleep, essentially for any previous listeners, bitchered from my stag do. But one Chinese woman certainly exemplifies this intrepid traveller spirit, identified only as Mrs. Zhao. <laughs> what? That's what they're all, they always seem to be called from China, any sort of like random name that people are given. It's either Mr. or Mrs. Zhao. That means like, that's just, you know, party time. Like, that's going to start being like, say, Yo, what are you doing tonight, man? I'll be like, hey, I'm getting Mr. Zhao'd. Like, what's that mean? You go, for Xiao'd, I'm getting Zhao'd. Means I get blitzed. But Mrs. Zhao decided to slip a bottle of imported cognac past airport security in Beijing and left her with, hey, a little bit more than a hangover, it says. Um, although it's probably still a hangover too. Zhao, a woman who appeared to be in her 40s, arrived at Beijing Capital International Airport for a noon flight transfer to Wenzhou when she was stopped at security checkpoint for trying to bring an entire bottle of Remy Martin XO Excellence valued approximately $200 through in her carry-on baggage. No big deal, right? Bit of a dilemma. Right, now let me just say, when I was in the airport, coming back from Spain a couple of weeks, you might know this. I I am a I like I like a good red wine and I like a good brandy and a good cognac. It's my thing, you know. I enjoy it. Whenever I move move houses, I always get myself a nice bottle of cognac to sort of celebrate to just drink on the on the move in. You know, when I did it, when I moved into my student house, I bought a bottle of this Remy Martin. It cost me a hundred quid, and I drank it. And uh, let's just say. I woke up the next morning with a broken window in my room, threw a broken bed, broken window, threw the bottle through the window. Hey, YOLO. But when I was coming back through the airport on holidays, I was looking at the prices of some of this, and it was literally a bottle of a very fancy um, Hennessy for a grand. And then there was a cigar. I'm just going to die. And there was a cigar for like 400 quid. And I thought to myself, hey, if I was feeling very opulent and single, you know, definitely single, Without a child, a house, a mortgage, and uh, any responsibility, and a few few quid in the bank, I would for sure treat myself to that, and just it would just be a me moment, you know. Maybe well down the line, maybe if things go well for me, and I start making decent coin, I might just get myself a nice bottle of that, a nice big cigar, and just the odd time just sit, feed up on a porch. I don't have a porch in my house, but I'll build one. You know, I'll just get some sort of, you know, veranda type device built and set up a porch put a wee rocking chair and just sit with my my brandy and my cigar and relax but hey mrs Zhao was not happy so what did she do whenever she stopped at customs according to a report she certainly did not do what u.s transportation security administration suggested she do which was hand her drink over to the guys no um Mrs. Zhao said she's not doing that. She took matters into her own hands and sat down in a corner and drank the entire bottle of cognac herself. Now, I have a couple of bottles of cognac in my the room that I'm in right now with me, and let me and they're like they're forty percent, you know, they're forty percent proof, as the old saying is. And uh, you know, for I imagine Mrs. Zhao's not a not a not a big unit, but you got to love Mrs. Zhao and her can-do attitude. Unfortunately, our, our intrepid buddy couldn't hold her liquor very well, and according to reports, she quite quickly began acting wildly and yelling incoherently. She fell to the floor and stayed there until the police arrived. They took one look at her and didn't allow her to board the flight. Whoa, shock horror. Um, Zhao's family was called to pick her up, and then when she was sobering up, she was released to them. 
Not exactly how she expected to enjoy her expensive cognac, to be fair, but she certainly wasn't letting the good stuff go in the bin um, or into a security officer's backpack, I suppose. Um, but because, uh, you know, after all, we need to, we can't have people, you know, confiscating it. That's 200 quid. Mrs. Zhao probably worked hard. That 200 quid, she didn't want that to go to waste. Um, you know, it probably went down nice and smooth, but I would imagine Mrs. Zhao probably died. You know, she probably um, had to definitely have her stomach pumped, and I'm for sure she felt way worse than me, you know, but she definitely, without a doubt, got jowed. And I mean, like I didn't, you know, last night I had only a couple of drinks and, and I got the hangover that would probably go with what, what happened to her. But I mean, in the real world, I didn't deserve it, you know. It was pretty pretty grim, but a good story from Mrs. Zhao overall and I enjoyed that a lot, you know. Strange, you never get that though, whenever you go to like have a weekend and you think you're going to have a relatively chilled out one, relax, recuperate, and then the end of it you end up more fucked than you went into it. I feel right now and um, yeah probably not. I'd say I'm probably not going to drink again until Thursday whenever I'm at a wedding but after that I don't have any plans to drink until I'm going to the open up in the north coast and then it's going to be uh, a lot of drinks like there's going to be a couple of nights of just pints 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 golf 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 you know it'll be a nice time for an old guy like me but you know, we shall we shall move on. Let me see where I'm at for time. I feel like I've been talking here for a century. Yeah, basically, it, it's good enough to just just line up into uh, um, listeners' questions. So, then, without further ado, um, I shall go to the Twitter first. Cook a Noodle King said, Bon Diaz, Big Papa Pump. Hope I'm not too late for questions. No, man, because as per, I've recorded the podcast later than I put the call for questions out. But hey, always expect that. Um, I was wondering if you could uh, be a member of any band, current or past, what band would it be and what would you do slash play? Um, at the minute, you know what? It's like it's, it's interesting you, you've asked that question. Um, I did a debate with my wife about who would be in your best ever boy band. You know, I know you're probably listening to it going, I asked for a band, I want instruments. I'll get to that. But we had discussed um, the best ever boy band, some of the classic songs, and who would be in your best ever boy band. I said, look, my singer's got to be um, Mark from Westlife, because everyone knows Mark from Westlife is just generally the greatest vocalist in the history of the world. Like, there's no singer in the world that's a better singer than Mark from Westlife. And, I mean, I'll fight you about it if you disagree, but it's, it's just a fact. I mean, that's the rules. Um, also in mine would be Justin Timberlake I would have him in there I would have Hard from uh, Take That because again he's probably not the most again you don't want a boy band just full of lead singers you don't want a boy band of, of people fighting to take the, the limelight so I threw Hard in there because he is the ultimate back backing singer you know any any Take That songs you listen to he's there in the background it would be so complete in our love we will never be ungodded again and he's got a speech impediment, you know, fair play to him because he doesn't let that hold him back. I like that 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 effort. Then we were throwing some flipping, you know, you just don't realise how many great boy bands there are. So there's three members of a five piece and like who else are you going to add to there? Boys, none of the boys own boys made the cut. Do you know what I mean? That's the level of uh, of boy band knowledge we had. A bit of me wants to like enjoy the, the party side of things. So I think for morale, you should throw in you know, I was going to say Brian Harvey, but he's a little bit wild, you know, for me, 17. So fucking Terry Coldwell instead. You know, the guy with the, the beard who no one really knows and he's 17. Again, team player. 
probably the best rapper in, in the boy band game. If you listen to the song Around the World, you'll hear his classic line. Shots to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west, to the home I love best, where my soul can rest. Yes. What more do you want? And then probably just fucking Christian from A1, because again, he's like a good backing singer and he's a good guy and A1 are a great band. You know, once I named that, put it on a, on a piece of paper, sign, sealed and deliver it and give it to my wife, she was like, you forgot O-Town. And I was like, ah. ah. To be fair, O-Town's song Liquid Dreams is probably one of the best songs ever but also one of the weirdest songs ever like it's about like fully grown guys like full adult guys talking about having wet dreams now people will be like it's not it's about imagining things nah you're in your bed you're dreaming about all these like weird frankenstein this weird frankenstein sexy model where you're like you know you, what is what is the lyrics dun, dun. Love surrounding me Lost in a world of fantasy Every night she comes to me And I ejaculate in bed You know, that's what they're basically saying You know, this is a hot girl She's not your average girl She's a morphotic dream from a magazine She's got all these different women's body parts thrown together You know what I mean? It's a strange, strange thing like dreaming about a girl to mix a Destiny's Child, you know, all three of Destiny's Child just merged together, a little with some of Madonna's style in there and Janet Jackson's smile. You know, thank God she didn't say Janet Jackson's nose because that's effectively Michael Jackson's nose, which is not sweet. So you've all these looks together again, different races and ethnicities mixed. You don't know whether that would would mix in the melting pot to to make an overall look. But then again, you know. They just end up throwing in the personality too, which is a mug off. Like if you're a woman listening to that and you're like, oh, wow, they think we're so sexy. They want to just be me, you know, have wet dreams about me. And then you're Holly Berry and you're like, ah, just a good personality, you know. And another line in that song that I thought was really weird was at the end of it, he's sort of like, gets a wee bit excited, obviously, because he's ejaculating while singing. But he's talking about who, like the, the, the close up all the look, he's going through all the body parts he wants. And like, Cindy Crawford's beauty mark and all this shit and then he just ends it up with being and Salma Hayek brings the rest is what he says like so everyone else we're missing hair and all Salma Hayek but I used to think that the lyric was and Salma Hayek brings her ass oh oh." like so everyone else is kind of kind of cute to an extent but then at the end he's like Salma Hayek's got a queer shock on her fucking whack that hole in there and I'm just just you know squirt 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 just in my wee bed and all and like waking up and going oh no I'm going to have to wash my boxers damn it I'm going to have to change them can I put them inside out we still trail disgusting you know it's weird you know it's, it's a strange song again I feel like I've gone completely off topic there um, but I mean it is what it is so you probably noticed my uh, sound went a little bit weird there dropped my phone so I couldn't even get the questions anymore but I mean if I could be a member of a, a full, like you, I know you want a proper band like at the minute I'm feeling Metallica you know I'm Seeing all the stuff from Slain, and I love Metallica, and I didn't go, and, uh, but I just feel like I would like to, like, A, have James Hetfield's money, but just also sing like him. I can't play any instruments, um, so, you know, I just feel like I would like to be in that band, just, or again, if it could be any other band who could just literally do what they do in the band right now, it'd be the clown from Slipknot, because he just, like, hits things with weapons, you know, he just beats kegs he just bangs cowbells with hammers and baseball bats you know I could do that just stick a mask on me same kind of physique as him I would do that but good question enjoyed that and again apologise for going down the old boy band route but hey you know I am who I am 
Glenn Lindsay, hey man, excited for FIFA 20 or would you consider a switch to PES? See, to be fair to you, man, I have switched from PES to FIFA and FIFA to PES, so whichever's better I'll go to. You know, back in my sort of uni days, it was Pro Evo the whole way, you know, and then sort of when I finished that, I ended up getting back to FIFA, you know, so if, um, I'll probably buy FIFA first, but if it's kind of shit and I play Pro Evo like that, I'll go to that, you know what I mean? Um, look, just keeping on the on the video game front right now, Tristan Glenn has said, Hey, Mr. Hey, sexy Mr. Guy Man, dude. Just wondering if you've finished Red Dead 2 yet and what are your thoughts on it? Um, I haven't. I'm actually about 30% in it when I've been playing it for about seven years. But I do think it's a very enjoyable game. Obviously, um, just being a, a dad guy, work guy, comedian dude, you know, I kind of don't have a load of time to to play but when I do play I do enjoy it I do enjoy it a lot and I'm really taking my time maybe one day I'll complete it you know but um, I might actually lend it to my friend who is on paternity leave he just had a baby a couple of weeks ago um, shout out to my Phil and his wife Susie on, on the birth of their, their daughter Jessica she's absolutely gorgeous um, and he's just saying talking about what he's doing on paternity watching a lot of shows on, on, on Netflix and I say hey man I relate because when I was on my paternity I watched the entire Breaking Bad and I also played a full season of FIFA. So I said, look, if you want to borrow Red Dead, work through it. I'll hook you up. So I might lend it to him, and then just, uh, I'll never complete it. But I'm, I'm excited about the prospect of a PlayStation 5. I know I'm 32, but hey, just being straight with you guys. Uh, I'm a man. My man. Nathan Cusilia. I said, hey, big papa sexy bonds. This week I have a treat. The sister show to the biggest piece this is the rankest fanny. Well, for any of you who don't know, the biggest piece is a question that my man Nathan has asked. You know, who has he gives me a list of celebrities and is like, who do you think has the biggest piece? Now, in this one, he I assume what he wants to know is who is the rankest fanny. And the contestants are Anne Whittacombe, Kendall Jenner, and Carol Vorderman. Also, keep up the great podcasting and stay calm. Don't go, Celia of calm. And um, you know, I think. You're probably um, this question answers itself. You know, I'd probably say Anne Whittacombe is the worst out of that because I mean, I, I just feel like Anne's she's such a vagabond type character. She's just so chill. You know, she doesn't care. You know, I mean, she's at the stage where she's probably you know settled in life. She just doesn't need to worry about like maybe hygiene and cleanliness. I imagine she's got you know just a, a real like again if we're talking uh, in gardens, she's got a real nice like wildflower garden down there you know it's probably you know quite dense if you kick the football into it you probably not get it back you know in her you might get stung by a few nettles underneath the undergrowth but I mean I'd probably say she'd be the rankest in terms of uh, the other two I'd say Carol Vorderman probably in the middle Carol Vorderman you know she's she's serious she's sensible but she's also sexy so you know I could see her having like you know could see her garden being like quite um, it's well looked after I would say you know um, she's probably got some some nice fragrances in there too and off like, like nice flowers I would say it's quite you know, clean quite well looked after her garden she cares about it and Kendall Jenner I would just say is a desert you know barren there's not a pick of uh, shrubbery there at all I would say if you looked at, uh, at hers it would be completely clean. you could eat your dinner off it I'd say you know albeit um, it would probably be you know burning for because most dinners are warm and also probably you know plates are designed to eat food off so I wouldn't advise eating it off that but th- that's the order that I'd say Nathan it's probably quite an obvious uh, order but you know I'm an obvious guy so we'll just go with that and um, now we're on to the Instagram again slow guy you know my man Paddy Mac has said um, 
Good evening, Papa Bear. No question for you this week, but check this out, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. He's hooked me up with a story. That's on the Huffington Post, which always knows, hey, it's not fake news, legit. And then I read the headline, I go, maybe there is fake news, you know. The headline is, aliens are breeding with humans to save Earth. Oxford professor claims, hey, I'm going to say, here's a headline for you. Oxford professor loses the run of himself, because that's quite obviously what has happened. Extraterrestrials are breeding with human beings to produce a super species that could one day save the planet from climate change, according to Oxford University professor. Alien-human hybrids could already be walking among us. Dr. Young Hai Chi, an academic at Oxford's Oriental Institute, claimed, hey, again, I said earlier, people that are a little bit weird, the Americans or the Chinese, this guy, you know, he's openly believed that there's a strong correlation between alien abductions and changes to the Earth's climate. In a lecture given into a conference, Dr. Chi said, it is not only scientists and theologians, theologians, but why can't I speak? But also non-human species who appear to be greatly concerned about the, the survivability of the human species. A more recent attempt by the professor to have the subject discussed at the prestigious university's debate club was rejected. Yeah, because hey man, that's mental. You know? Um, and also I'm fully racist because Dr. Chi is from South Korea, so apologies to uh, my, my Chinese listeners and my South Korean listeners. Um, but he's just basically saying, hey... Um, if they are far, they shouldn't be concerned about us, but I just don't think they're from a far, far away. I think they're next to us. I think we can't see them. They've mixed with us. You know, it's very Men in Black. I know there's a new Men in Black movie coming out. Maybe this is Dr. Chi's kind of way of doing that. Maybe he's a little bit jowled himself, and he's just coming out with these allegations. You know, if, if that's a professor and they're saying these things in public domain and you're paying them, I'd be like, hey, man, you're for sure fired. You know, you have lost your mind, lost the run of yourself, and, um, you know, it's interesting, Patty. I'd say, look, you know, there are some people out there who, you know, they are from, you know, another planet, you could say. You know, people uh, are definitely not normal. You know, there's definitely elements of that. Like, I mean, my, my good mate Shane could potentially be an alien. If I were to pick one of my friends that I thought could, in fact, be an extraterrestrial, it would be Shane Todd, again, for numerous reasons. Um, most recently for licking meat, you know, also not being able to, to legislate for time and, and, and doing many other odd things. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really interesting topic, Patty, and I appreciate you sending me in there. But for sure, I, you got to get Dr. Chi off, off um, the board. Like, he needs, to, he needs to get sacked. He needs to go back to, to Korea and maybe actually go to the border and knock and be like, look, Kimmy, can you let me in? I need to be conscripted because I am a special guy. For sure. Um, John Joe Flood has said to me, Sir Papa Bear of Physiqueville, now that you're settled back in and things to things after the family holiday, are you back in that heavyweight cut train? Keen to get an update on all things Stringer? Well, I'll be straight truthful with you, man. I have... Uh, find things a little bit difficult. My wife's got a new a job. She got promoted. She's the main breadwinner or whatever. Um, she has like started a new rota. So like things are a little bit up in the air. I can't quite work out when I can sort of fit in training amongst the, the baby and all. I've been making excuses, but as you said, I've made myself healthy food. I'm ready to hit it this week. I'll be able to have a drink Thursday, but I'm uh, going to low key, just get back onto the heavyweight cut and um, really go with it because I just feel, I feel a bit shit at the minute you know I just feel like I need to I need to cut coming into the summer months I want to get out walking more go jogging go running you know just feel a little bit better about myself 
and yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and I'm glad you've asked and I'm gonna keep you updated and every week in the podcast now I'm just gonna be straight open with you and I'm gonna keep posting on the heavyweight cut because I'm, I'm ready to do it if Stevie Nolan can do it I can do it and as I was saying earlier about getting Patreon and stuff I'm looking at getting guests and one that I'd love to get would be Nolan just to talk about you know how he hit such a cut himself because I mean the big man's looking looking dope you know, I'll go to Chris Barr with another question here. Um, hey Dave, hope you're well. On holiday at the minute, so no weird news story this week. But my question is, what's your favourite cocktail to sip on by the pool? I tell you what, that is, there's some sort of alien-human hybrid mixing going on there, my man, because the one week that my man, Chris Barr, cannot deliver a story, I had one for you about getting jowed and drinking that cognac back, you know what I mean? I'm bringing cognac back. No, you're not, Mr. Jow. We'll take it to customs. Oh, you think so? No, look, look, look. Dying. But my favourite cocktail to sip at the poolside, mmm. It's hard to, like, if I'm going at it, like, just a, ba- a basic sex on the beach is easy. You take out the ice. You know, if you're back in the Bamboo Beach Club days, you take out the ice through the straw on the floor and you just kick that baby back. You know, if you're looking bang for your buck, man, you go for a Long Island iced tea. You know, you want to, you want to get that in. There's, I think, five shots in a Long Island iced tea. So if you're looking bang for your buck and you're looking to get jowed yourself, get on to that. Um, but in terms of just a nice sipper, I like, I like wee mojito. You know what's nice? I like... Uh, I like a pineapple mojito too. I'd recommend that um, as, as as a nice wee uh, a nice wee taster, you know. Um, but normally, I'm not. In fact, hey, a pina colada is hard to beat if you're by the poolside. You know, if you get a good pina colada, mm, that's maybe I just have a drink problem. You know, maybe that's what it is. But hey, man, I hope you enjoy your holiday. Let me know where you're at, and uh, for sure, get back to the story next week. Otherwise. Um, Otherwise, I will lose a run of myself. Um, and Wilson Davidson said, probably a second question if you got the one from Twitter, but top three TV series. Ooh. That's a tough one. Um, Spring into mind shows that I really loved. The The Office is my favourite, you know. It's just the British office and his English too. You know that the the British office with Ricky Gervais is my favourite. Um, I also really like Peep Show. You know, if we talk, we could do different genres. We'll do comedy too. Peep Show, um, The Office, obviously Late License series two and BBC. And that's just a full joke. Um, in terms of comedy, yeah, Late License is not there. Peep Show in The Office would be and. You know, I quite like Key and Peele. You know, it's a good comedy sketch show. Like, probably the best one that there is. But in other, in other, other things that I really love, I love Dexter. You know, I love Dexter. Didn't watch the last series of Dexter because I heard it was shit. And I didn't want to ruin what I enjoyed. You know, so I watched, I think, up until maybe series six or series five. And then just didn't watch the last series because I heard it was shit. And he also started for real, for real, like going out with his sister in the show, and that was just weird to me. I didn't like it. Um, I also, you know, Line of Duty was there. You know, I, I do, I do love Line of Duty. I got really into watching that for a while, and you know, I think the last season I kind of got a bit pissed off because everyone was into watching it, and it was just a cop out the end of it. So, you know, probably not there. And then another one, what did I really love? Is there any show that I? Hmm. 
Nah, can't think of. Oh, in fact, Breaking Bad. There you go. Watched it in paternity leave. Absolutely loved it, and it probably shows that that are underrated. I like Dark Tourist. I'm really keen for another Dark Tourist to come on Netflix. Really enjoyed that show. And then you've got a few classics like Only Fools and Horses and whatnot of the world. But again, I, I couldn't whittle it down to the top three TV series at all, man. But thank you for the question. Um, let me see. Is that it? No, last question. Jordan Robinson has said, in your opinion, is it important for new comics to watch and go to as much stand-up as possible to help them find their style? Or is it something you should find out organically by doing stand-up? Mm. I like the end on this question, actually, Jordan. That's a really good a good question. Um, I think there's a balance between it because I sometimes think that if you watch too much stand-up, you might be at risk of you know subliminally hearing things and then forgetting them and then put them in the ear set and they might be sort of crossing material sometimes also if you watch too much stand-up you may like lose a degree of the like enjoyment of stand-up you know what i mean if you watch too much you might sort of become desensitized to it you might end up being like almost feel a bit jaded too soon by it so i think there's a bit of a bit of balance but obviously like I, i myself back in the day before i had before I had a child and was married and stuff, I would have got, got the way more gigs and hung out more. But then, obviously, I, can't, I sort of feel like I can't just turn up the gigs anymore unless I'm, like, working them, you know, and, 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 and getting paid for it. So, you know, I, the odd time if I'm trying bits or whatever, I go and do open spots or, or, or just try wee bits here and there. But I think there's definitely a balance. I think watching as much as you can is good. Um, I would sort of watch more on like netflix and stuff as well to see what like the top guys are doing again it's quite funny you mentioned that um catherine had said to me a few times she's like you're watching these stand-up specials and you're not always laughing and i went yeah but i'm loving it and she's like but why aren't you laughing if you're and i just sort of went, well maybe you know i just kind of i'm watching for like we like tips like oh like how did he build this story you know how did he take this where's the the middle here where's the end like what's the structure of the r you know is the opening story where are the callbacks you know what oh that's an interesting way it's lit you know different like um like tricks of the trade almost whereas sometimes it's nice to just step back and just watch stand up from an outside perspective you know and i think sometimes i i must say jordan in my opinion is one of the one of the most promising new acts in the scene i think he's really funny and if if you ever see him on lineups definitely for sure check him out but um i think there's definitely uh pros and cons if you watch too much stand-up you know you maybe end up you know just just oversaturating your head with anything you know there's a limit to anything you do in life you know you just have to watch it to a point then maybe you know take a chill from it and and you know do other things go and do other experiences to, to get more material to talk about that's what i sort of find helps me if i'm sort of trying to write a new bit uh it'll normally it sort of starts like a spark i find a new bit you have you, you, th- you say maybe a sentence you go oh that's funny how can i make that into a bit and that maybe is a punchline of a joke or and that's kind of how you, you do it but i thought that was a really great question and i would say yeah definitely check out a decent amount of stand-up but don't be you know getting to the point where you almost resent stand-up because you've seen too much of it you know and again i don't want you guys to resent me because you're listening to too much of me so that's going to be this for this week's weird podcast hey i felt good i enjoyed it and uh, i've sort of come through my wee rut i'm going to go and drink some more lucasaid get myself to bed early and then get up in the morning and fucking pump some weights so enjoy your week and i shall be back again next week